This is Sid Relics, and you are listening to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast. Welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. The return on investment is happiness. This cosplayer brings so much positivity to the community, it's impossible to ignore. She's skilled in what she does, creative, and has over and over gone above and beyond to express her fandoms in Star Wars, X-Men, Avengers, and continues to build in every way as a cosplayer. She lights up the room and probably with a lightsaber when she does. Please welcome the amazing and talented Sidrux. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's so great to have you. And just to talk about all the things that you've been doing, I know that you are a young person who is getting into cosplay, and that is so great because it is another generation, hopefully, fingers crossed, of cosplayers coming in when it's like a really hard time to do that. That's amazing. I just wanted to talk about origins, and I know that you've talked about cosplay being a form of expression. Um, so if you'd like to just talk about what brought you into cosplay and really how it's become important for expression and an extension of fandom for you. Of course. As long as I can remember, I've kind of always loved to dress up. You know, for Halloween, I would always go all out. I guess I just love the idea of being able to put on something and be someone you're not. And with that, use that um, confidence to not just be confident while I'm in a different person, but as myself. So it's, it's all about confidence building on that. And I think that's really important. We've talked about that a little bit on the show before, not just getting in front of the camera and doing all the crazy stuff, but inside, you know, how you feel when you're going through all that work and then you have a great sense of accomplishment and you do feel pretty good about it. One um, very confident cosplay that I thought that you did was Hope Summers. And I think that was really cool because you don't see it done very often, at least I don't. And you also did it with one of my favorite people from the show, my very first guest, Astroid Cosplay. So you paired up. She was Jean Grey, you were Hope Summers. Tell me what it means to, to do those sort of collaborations and just the best part about shooting specifically with Astrovoid. I personally love Hope Summers as a character. You know, she's this character that is like no other. To keep it short because her origin story is a bit long, she's the mutant messiah and she's the savior of the mutant race after House of M and her defiance against all the odds and being able to express this character, which I feel so lucky that I was able to, and it was just a lot of fun. Uh, House of M, that was a big story arc for X-Men, and the character is the basically the messiah of the X-Men, and yes, it, um, it was just a super cool shoot, and just uh, knowing Astrovoid and the kind of person that she is, like she just, she's so nice to work with, and very... Like, the way that you two work together, like, it looked almost like sisters, <laughs> the way that you... The we way were you having were... a lot of fun. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, you also did a shoot 
for the Spider-Verse, which was with director and cinematographer and producer, uh, I'm going to say the name wrong, Yanni Motsakis. And you, uh, you are a New York Avenger. And that's, that's Sam's group for everybody listening. Uh, Samantha cosplays, um, again, a uh, friend of the show. The Avengers, friends of the show, for sure. Uh, really, really appreciate what you guys do just overall. Now, with this shoot, was this your first time shooting with Sam and her group? What can you tell me about just like a group shoot like that? Okay, so this was my first shoot meeting Sam and everything, and it was a lot of fun. I've done a group shoot before, but nothing to this magnitude. It was so fun being able to to meet people that, you know, have been in the cosplay world for a lot longer than I have and just seeing how they interact in this huge kind of cinema sort of of a set. It was just a wonderful experience and I cannot wait until everything is back to normal to be able to do something like it again. Yes, I really hope it does. Uh, the, the shoots are always amazing. Um, just the the creativity and how everybody works together. Did you feel that uh, like when you've done collaborative shoots, you feel like there's there's pretty good synergy with everybody. Like the vibes are good. I guess is what I'm saying. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty warm and fuzzy <laughs> when you're working with Sam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone that I've worked with is devoted to the character and cares about what they're doing. And I think as long as you are comfortable with your character, you know your character, and you see yourself in them, you can't go wrong. So from Terrific Con to New York Comic Con, you know, we, you've already mentioned, like, we really need cons to come back. It's nice to have them online, but it's even better when we can go and experience fandom right there with everybody else. When you want to pick a con, it's really hard to say which one is the best one or which one is the worst. Do you hope to which do you, when they all come back, let's hope, which do you want to go to first? And what do you want to do first when you get back to cons? I don't know if there's a con in particular that once it comes back, I'm going to be 100% going to because I just, I don't care how big or small the con is. I just love the atmosphere. The atmosphere is what I miss most. I miss Artist Alley and all of the people that love the same things that I do. And I just love being able to have these memories at conventions. And that's what I miss the most. I just can't wait until everything is, you know, back to normal or whatever normal may be. Yes. I would love to be able to debut um, my Ahsoka, my Siege of Mandalore Ahsoka, once everything is back to normal. Yes, yes. Ahsoka is amazing. I see it in the background there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that headpiece that was so hard to put together um i watched a few of the stories and it's like wow i mean there's so much detail it takes a lot of work to get it you know sized right and everything else that just goes into that and even painting uh because sometimes like you're going off of not because she hasn't been in any of the movies obviously so you kind of have to imagine a little bit about how that would look in real life and Disney helps. Uh, I've seen yeah. Ahsoka at Disney. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely missing cons. A one that I think would be great to go back to and so so sad. I think everybody was hoping that it wouldn't get canceled was Whole Mat, and being able to go to that. I've only been to one Whole Mat, but mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. It's really relaxed. Th those are the I think those are the fun ones when it's not like so like crazy intense. Like For sure. it's just more chilled out. 
and everybody's having a good time. I think mm-hmm. those are a lot of fun. Recently, you had an interview with Samantha Cosplays. And again, we're a big fan of Sam and the New York Avengers. I did uh, take, take the time to watch your interview with her and you made so many good points during that interview. So we will try to link to it in the show notes so that everybody can, and I would encourage people to watch the interview uh, that the two of them have, it's on IGTV. One thing that you mentioned that stuck out to me was that you don't see as many young people coming into cosplay. And I know uh, I kind of mentioned that at the beginning of the show. What do you think about the younger generation of cosplayers coming in? And do you think that virtual cons might bring more young people into cosplay? Um, Well, I'm really happy you enjoyed the interview. Instagram made it a little difficult, but we definitely (laughs) persevered. And I'm happy our message was able to get across. So I think that although cosplay is becoming more accessible to everyone because of it being online, I think there's still a stigma around it that is keeping younger people from coming into the world of cosplay. The hardest part of anything is to just start. And the fear of the unknown is the biggest real villain in our society. For so many people to be judging people that want to start cosplaying, it definitely can make it difficult for people to, you know, just start. And I definitely hope that virtual cons being more accessible to people will give more people that otherwise weren't able to have have access to see what cosplay is about and show them that it doesn't matter what your age, gender, race, etc. is, that everyone's allowed to cosplay. In the age of digital media, it's taking the cosplay world by storm. And hopefully, you know, as COVID is causing more and more cons to go online, it will hopefully allow for more people who otherwise wouldn't have had the chance to see it all, they'll finally have that opportunity. Yes, I think I think it is really a great chance for people to come in and you mentioned the stigma which is real there is there is a bit of a stigma about it and also just that um the budgeting like i mean it can be kind of expensive to do cosplay and i think everybody raises a very high bar for themselves when they get started like they've got to buy (laughs) all this stuff and they have to get everything you know brand new whether it's you know you've got all these adhesives and all this foam or you're you're paying someone commissions which is super ridiculous but yeah like i i think it's it's cool like really appreciate um you saying all of that and you're you're so well spoken (laughs) Um, with all your answers so thoughtful with everything you're saying so very very much appreciate the answer one uh one thing that that you did mention in the interview uh, not to nitpick away at things at all but um you did say that you really appreciate a good score in a movie which I completely agree. Uh, do you find that when you have that going on in a movie that it uh, it enhances the storytelling for, and specifically with you know more epic movies like you see with Star Wars and Marvel franchise? A hundred percent. You know, when you're watching a Star Wars movie, everyone knows that opening crawl, those first couple of keys, everyone, when you hear that from a mile away, you know that's Star Wars. Everyone also knows, you know, the binary sunset from when Luke is looking at the twin sons of Tatooine. Everyone kind of knows those couple of notes. And, you know, these melodies give more to the story than just your ears. It helps mold the story into what it is more than anything the visuals could. And, you know, the story isn't a story without its music. 
Completely. And really, yes, the especially new, well, maybe not especially, but de I definitely know as soon as you said both of those, I had it playing <laughs> in my head. <laughs> yep. I'm kind of a Star Wars nerd myself. <laughs> As you may be as well, um, Star Wars fandom, Galaxy's Edge, you crafted a lightsaber. And, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of the first trilogy, of course, and the first trilogy not being episodes one, two, three, but actually four, five, and six for um, just for clarification. <laughs> Big fan of Star Wars. So what drew you? Um, we will gather that you were not in the 1970s crowd that went to see this in the theater. No. <laughs> I wasn't either. Um, I caught it in the 80s. Um, what drew you to Star Wars? I've always been in love with Star Wars since I can remember. Um, I really don't know life without it. <laughs> I just, you know, I guess the ideology of being, of it being a story so far away, that's just what drew it drew me to it. And I think what helped also was the Clone Wars started when I was younger on Cartoon Network and mm -hmm. seeing seeing another young woman and a strong woman as a Jedi and not only that Anakin Skywalker's Padawan that was definitely something that when I was younger I automatically cling to and I still do. <laughs> yes, I think the Clone Wars is really cool and that they didn't stop like I thought maybe one or two seasons and then they would be like we'll move on to something else um, <laughs> but they they did make it like a pretty big story arc so it was it's pretty cool I haven't actually watched a lot of it you've mentioned anything about it I have to try and binge watch this at some yes. point here coming up because it is I mean I've seen all the movies of mm -hmm. course and I really thought they did Rogue One very well as far as the new ones that's and, one um, of the best movies. <laughs> uh, even though it's um, actually it's it's either it's either Rogue One or Empire, and it's like the total opposite of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. In Empire, nobody really dies, even though it's like the most like everybody says it's like the most tragic. Whatever. Yeah. Like, nobody really dies in that one, and then like, Rogue <laughs> One, like it's just like a massacre. You're like, wow. Yeah. But it was really cool, like seeing Tarkin again, um, even though it was yeah. kind of deep fake. It was just really super. <laughs> awesome. yeah. So you can definitely appreciate that. I would like to just mention or um, go a little bit into armor building with Ahsoka, who is a pretty big part of the Clone Wars, I think. Yes. <laughs> what were some of your biggest takeaways from the build? What went, what went well and what did you learn from putting that just amazing cosplay together? Thank you. Well, I learned so much. I learned how to foam smith, I learned how to solder, I learned how to pattern, to body paint. I learned all of these different things that I never would have learned otherwise. And the biggest thing about this project was also learning learning about what I can and can't do. Like the the leku, that was the only thing I didn't make. Everything else I made. But I knew it was going to cost me more to make it all by myself than to have someone else do it. And I think that's a very important thing that sometimes cosplayers forget, that we're allowed to not make everything from scratch and it's okay to have other people make things for you because you know, we're one person and in these movie productions, there's hundreds of people working on the costumes and we're just one person. Yes, and I think we oftentimes forget that is, you know, wardrobe is like, they draw everything out and there's a lot of people like there's just staff that do all of these different things and 
they have professional equipment and teams and a relatively large budget. Uh, you know, movies aren't cheap to make. Um, and, you know, there's, there is just a lot of thought about all of that. So, yeah, when you're just one person, like, it's just amazing. Like, I definitely I applaud all of the work that you did. And to see it in photography or anywhere, like, you cannot tell. Like, you just can't. Um, when you see it, it's like, no way, that's not, that can't be foam. That can't be, you know, like, you just, you look at it and you're like, no, that's um, really quite remarkable. So as we come to the end of the show, I always like to say thank you so much for your time and for coming on, Sid. It's been... Uh, a very it always goes really fast and yeah um it's just it's so great especially in these times where we cannot say hi at cons at all to to reach out and to say hi and to spend a little bit of time appreciating all of the things that you do inside the community for cosplay and just that you have done so much and probably well not probably will continue to do so well <laughs> in the you. future we we really are happy to have you in the cosplay world. Thank you so much. Thank you. Final question for you is a little bit of a bigger question. What is your biggest cosplay inspiration and what do you feel cosplay impacts within yourself? Okay, so I honestly don't have a biggest cosplay inspiration. Everyone I've ever met or seen doing something in the cosplay world or not or just in the fandom community is inspiring to me because everyone brings something new to the table i learn something new from everyone and so everyone honestly inspires me and (laughs) and you know cosplay gives me the opportunity to be someone i'm not and to use that being someone i'm not as confidence to be myself I've always been kind of a crafty person. It's something I've always kind of enjoyed to make things. So having this opportunity to use so many different mediums to create something real is just a really wonderful feeling. Yes, and there's many, many, many things that go into cosplay. It's so far beyond just costuming. Where can we find you and how can we support you online? Um, You can support me um, from my Instagram and everything will be linked in my Instagram as well. So you can just look through there. And my Instagram is Sid Relks, S-Y-D-R-E-L-X. That's right, Sid Relks. And we will have that linked up in the show notes as well. Be sure to like and comment and follow. She's such an amazing cosplayer. Thank you. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. This is the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast with Scotty B. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye-bye.